0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production.
1: Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how.
2: Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa.
3: This is John Roker, the host of Collider Mailbag. Once again, Collider Mailbag is brought to you by DC Universe, the first all-DC platform for us DC fans where you can binge the new and highly touted original series Titans or jump into the beloved yet bizarre Doom Patrol with new episodes dropping weekly. Also, check out the thousands of comics just added, including more recent titles and complete storylines. Join at DCUniverse.com.
2: At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers while supplies last. Offer NZA 3120.
3: Welcome everybody. (laughs) Welcome everybody to a Saturday edition of Collider Mailbag. I want to thank you all for taking the time to watch or to listen to us. I am your host, John Roca. Joined this week by one of my favorite people on the planet, one of my favorite people to meet in this sphere over the last few years. That's the awesome, wonderful, and talented Nikki Novak. How are you?
0: Does he say that to everybody? No. I just want
3: to know. No, for you, I always save the best introductions for you on Saturday.
0: Saturday, Saturday.
3: It's all right. It's all right for fighting. We're going to try not to fight. Should
0: have cast me in Rocket Man. Clearly. Oh
3: yeah, you're a great singer. That's for sure. <laughs> the How have you the been?
0: How have you been? I've been really, really good. Yeah. It was, I kind of like you know, award season was insane. Oh right, of course. And amazing. Yeah. It was my first year in the BFCA, so I got to feel fancy. Oh nice. And um, after the Oscars, I said to myself, like, I cannot wait for the Oscars to be over, so mm-hmm. I can have a you know some time off or a little bit of downtime right and after day two I was like what is my life what am I doing <laughs> I have no life I have no career I'm never going to work again so I'm happy to be here <laughs> well I'm glad
3: we can help and I'm glad you could take Therapy. the time to come in <laughs> well she's excited I know I'm, I'm excited we're going to answer questions from you the fans the, the Collider fans thank you all so much for sending the incredible questions that you send in you know this week I had to, like I took 25 questions out there were so many great questions there were a lot of good questions there were yeah. and I had the you know, I had to send them on to Nikki to see what five she liked. Send them on and see. And so those five made our cut here. So we're going to break them all down and answer them for you. You guys know when, you, when we put the call out for questions, you can send them out on our social media there on Twitter and on Instagram. When you see the call, you see the posting, put that hashtag Collider Mailbag makes it easy to find. Or you can email us, mailbag at collider.com. Maybe you don't like social media nothing wrong with that, and you want to just email us, you, you can there, mailbag at collider.com. All right, let's get into it. Our first question is an email from Damon Ward, who writes, What's up, Collider? During the Live Aid performance in Bohemian Rhapsody, I got the most chills ever from watching a movie scene. Can you recall some scenes or moments in movies that gave you the chills? Thanks for answering. Stay sweaty. Uh, Nikki, what
0: Love that ending. Well, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I I agree Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. I want to you know what I want to know. I want to know the percentage of people that went and YouTubed Live Aid after watching oh, the movie oh, yeah. versus who didn't. Like mm-hmm. is there anybody on the planet who didn't go back and watch the real Live Aid <laughs> performance after watching that movie?
3: I did after I watched the trailer. I did went back really? and re because I watched it live. I'm old enough to have watched it live yeah. when it was being shown yeah. that day. So to go back and watch it again on YouTube, because the whole thing's on YouTube, I remember watching it over breakfast after watching the trailer, because yeah. it was so incredible.
0: Well, I watched it with my family over the holidays. Mm-hmm. I'd seen it already, but I wanted to show my family. And my family, you know, were from a small town. Mm. They barely know who Queen is. Trust. It's a whole thing. <laughs> but I did not come from a movie family, but... Afterwards, I showed it to them, and, but yeah. I showed them the one on YouTube that's a side by side. Oh, right, yeah. Which is, it's, it's, it's extraordinary. But to, yeah. to answer the question, I have, like, I literally have chicken scratch. I have, like, it's like the manifesto of a serial killer, if you can see the way I write. But <laughs> I have, like, 10 here, but there oh, was ten? one. Right. There was, I'm only going to do a couple, but okay. one of the most chill inducing moments for me, and it didn't happen so much the first time watching the film, mm-hmm. but I was on a plane about a year ago. And watched this movie, and I watched this scene, and all of a sudden, it was like tears didn't just come down. They, like, shot out of my oh, eyes. Wow. And it was, you can't handle the truth. It was wow. that scene. It was the Jack Nicholson. In A Few Good Men. In A Few Good Men. Mm. There was, and here's what it is. Like, I think we're in this world now where there's so many superhero movies, and, but the raw emotion... That came out of that film between the two of them Where you just mm. have two people going toe-to-toe like that And they were so locked into each other You know how much I love Tom Cruise you just, do. To begin with, and I love Jack Nicholson But watching that back, it just floored me I couldn't believe And I wasn't crying because it was sad I was just emotional watching yeah. it It just brought out, like, everything Whether it was aggression or what, whatever it was It was just like, I just found myself crying
3: Yeah, okay So that was one of them Okay, what's your second one? Lion Oh The film lion The Dev Patel film
0: The Dev Patel film okay. at towards the end I really got that was another one that after watching the film mm-hmm. I googled the story and I learned everything I could about the real life story mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of similar to like Bohemian Rhapsody when you when something is based on a true story This scene at the end when he finally sees his mother, and then after the, you know, the the credits roll when Mm -hmm. you see him, the actual footage of the person with his real life mom. Right. And it was one of Lion was one of my favorite films in the last ten years. I Mm -hmm. absolutely loved it.
3: It's fantastic. Um, Agreed.
0: So yeah, those were a few. All right. Yeah. So do you tell me yours?
3: Okay. Well, I would say um, as far as rock uh, biopic inducing chills, um, The Doors. Uh, when uh, not to touch the earth. That whole sequence when it starts is so chills-inducing for me because I'm a massive Doors fan. But to see it, it's almost like you got a chance to go and see them live if you never had a chance to see them live. Oliver Stone got it as close to that experience as possible with everything happening and the dancing and the Native American chants in the middle of it and Morrison doing all these things. Incredibly chill-inducing. Uh, the other one that I would throw in, or maybe the other two, is At the End of Color Purple. When Whoopi Mm. Goldberg is reunited with her sister, spoiler alert, um, the every time, every time, just tears. Waterworks, because they go back to being little girls again, and doing the thing they did as sisters to reconnect. Yeah. And when her son comes up and goes, Mama, I just lose it every <laughs> that was time. That very good. Thank you. I just lose it every time <laughs> was really to good. such a beautiful moment. And I think the last thing I would say is, because uh, I'm a huge Rocky fan, when uh, Adrian in Rocky two comes out of her coma and says, I want you to do one thing for me. What's that? Come closer. Come here. And she goes, what? Win. And when she wow. says win, wow. and even now, just re, just saying it to you right now, Nikki, I got chills from my legs all the way up to my top of my head because who doesn't want someone who absolutely loves them so much to support them as they fight for what they want yeah. in the world? And it, it's such a beautiful moment between that couple, you know, and that it, that relationship isn't talked about enough as one of the great romances in film, uh, Oh, Adrian one thousand. Rocky. No,
0: I th- and 1,000%. I, th- I got to go back and watch it now. I haven't seen it in, in so long. Oh, yeah. I have to mention two really quick. Okay. Jurassic Park. The first time you saw Jurassic Park, oh. and you saw all the dinosaurs. Yeah. That's that's kind of an obvious one, but Back to the Future, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh. When, when he gets... Towards the end, yeah. when he sends him back and you see him go oh yeah you know and there's the lightning and the whole thing that to me like i love michael j fox mm-hmm. i love i and, and i love that film and that was that's one of those classic movies to me it's a perfect film oh yeah
3: that's a i think that's yeah. a fair i think a lot of people would agree with you yeah. out there all right what's our second question
0: oh my gosh! How do you have it up eh. here we go <laughs> okay. okay second question yeah Nick Badeau writes, Hey Collider fam, if Spielberg insists on requiring the preservation of the cinematic experience for Oscar nomination, then isn't it only logical to also require that the Academy voters go see the films in a theater in order to vote? So shouldn't he be demanding an end? To DVDs as well. It seems for your consideration, DVDs mm-hmm. as well. Seems silly to me to demand a cinematic experience of the films if the Academy ignores it when it comes down to the actual voting. Thanks, Nick B. You know, such I, a good question. It's a great question.
3: <laughs> and, and you know, this Spielberg thing, I included it again for a second week because I think there's a lot of legs to this story and tentacles to this story, yes. and this is one of them. Absolutely. If you're going to put the onus on these filmmakers to have to find theatrical distribution for their films through the studios, then I. I think you have to put the onus on the voters to make that extra effort to go see right. this thing in the theaters. Because if you can't, then you can't vote. In fact, you should vote I don't know, uh, maybe I'm being a bit crazy, but maybe you should vote at the theater right after you're done seeing all the films, then submit your vote or something like that. But I think you should be mandated to go to a screen, and you can't vote unless you go see the screening. And yes, if things happen, emergencies, whatever, oh, well, you're not allowed to vote for this particular thing. I think that's fair. Uh, and and multi- fair. there are mo- You and I both know, Nikki, there are multiple screenings of, of those Oscar-nominated yeah, films I that occur in but I'm going to play devil's Town. advocate okay.
0: because, being like I said, I was a, a first-year member of the BFCA. Like, mm-hmm. I got truck... I'm I'm telling you, my UPS guy couldn't even lift the bags of screeners that were coming to the house. Right. You truly don't have time to watch all of them, and it's not being obnoxious saying that, mm-hmm. because there are just that many of them, and that many things to consider, and like right. perfect example, I just watched Capernaum for the first time. Oh, okay. C- C- Capernaum Capernaum, I know right. I've heard it pronounced a couple of ways, mm-hmm. but I admittedly didn't watch it, it was a foreign language film, and it, it right. was, you know, it won the big prize at um, Cannes, and mm-hmm. and I didn't watch it when I voted, before I voted, and I wish I had, because I would have voted it. It, it is an extraordinary film, right. and I'm sad that I didn't get a chance to watch it, and I bet a lot. Of people, and I did talk to a couple people Mm. after who are critics, who are members as well, and they said, "Oh, I didn't watch it either," and that's the shame of it. So, you know, it's the even having the time to go to a screening, it's difficult, but it's also it also plays into the other tentacle of what you're talking about, and that is, does something need to be experienced on the big screen?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And but you know, but here's what I'll say about that: like Roma, first time I saw Roma was in the theater. Okay. And you know, as I know, sometimes your mood, the temperature in the place, your seat, all of that, which is why people like watching things at home, because they can get comfy, they can get their food and whatever. But. You know, I didn't enjoy Roma the first time because I was so exhausted. I was so uncomfortable. I, mm. I, had, I had to make it to a screening so this could be the same thing as these voters. Right. You're grun- I was grumpy. It was the end of the long day. It was the only screener. And I, it really affected how I felt about it. And then it was like, okay, it's going to be two and a half hours. And then I watched it again at home. And mm. I had a totally different experience. And even though it's meant to play on a big screen, that right. film is. I enjoyed it a lot more the second time. Well, and
3: for the record, I... I am not a fan of what Spielberg said. I like the idea that streaming films can be uh, up for consideration. You know, recently, Triple Frontier dropped, and a lot of critics enjoyed it, but they also said it felt a little bit like a TV movie. Okay, right. that's what Spielberg means, but when you watch Roma, that does not have a TV movie feel to not it at all. at all. So you can disseminate, even within the streaming services, yeah. what should be in consideration for Oscars and what shouldn't. Yeah. So this idea of what Nick is mentioning here, yes, I agree. If, if you're going to go the Spielberg route, then you better make sure everybody goes to the theater to experience it, because if the films have to screen in the theater, mm-hmm. then voters should have to go to the theater to see it, because if you're going to force them to do that, you've got to force the voters to do that as well, in my opinion that 's why I think it 's a ridiculous thing Spielberg said, and I think it 's against progress other than going I with guess progress.
0: the question for me is like let's say it, it, you know we accept that' it's, any streaming film can be accepted. Mm-hmm. Do you think over time? films will change in that they don't need to necessarily be experienced on the big screen. And do you think it'll change sort of the quality of films in any way? It's
3: a good question. I I think it matters on the filmmaker. Does the filmmaker have a theatrical point of view or does the filmmaker have a lesser theatrical point of view to approach it and do they understand the medium that they are working in to try to bring out the best? Because you want to kind of have your films be successful. It's not like you seek money, it's you seek Success because sex, sex. Me, sorry, success did means you, you keep working.
0: The, yeah, you did. Didn't I you? did
3: double sex. Sorry <laughs> about that. <this>.
0: Success <laughs> means
3: you keep working, and that's what's important here in this yeah. in this uh, industry. But you make a good point here. Will it affect the quality going forward? I think it all depends on what kind of film is being made, and also Netflix sometimes buys these films already made and then just distributes right, right. them and, on and their. That's something platform. that he
0: mentioned too yeah. is it, it. You know, there are certain ones that were always meant to be a Netflix film, and certain ones yeah. that are acquired later. And then that, that's two more tentacles that mm-hmm. you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's
1: a lot of change. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers con men brilliant scientists national heroes and even the head of the cia listed as apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that let's be honest you probably don't care about right now so come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers amazing achievers and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind you'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now.
2: Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa.
3: Hey everyone, this is John Roker, the host of Collider Mailbag. Once again, Collider Mailbag is brought to you by DC Universe, the first all-DC platform for us DC fans. Join at DCUniverse.com and get sucked into new original series like the highly-touted Titans, or jump into Doom Patrol, DC's most beloved team of super-freaky superheroes. Featuring an incredible cast of Van Wade, Diane Guerrero, April Balby, Alan Tudyk, Matt Bomber, and Brendan Fraser, with new episodes dropping weekly. Or get your comic book fix with thousands of new comic titles just added to an already impressive comic library. This includes more recent titles and complete storylines like Superman Secret Origin, Batman 2011 and Harley Quinn 2013. Also available on the platform are tons of the classic DC movies we love, like Batman, Batman Returns and the original Superman movie. If animated films are more your speed, join now because the new Justice League versus the Fatal 5 is coming soon. DC Universe is available on your favorite devices. So if you were thinking about it before, now's definitely the time. Join and get a year's worth of DC content at DCUniverse.com. Well, well, our next question, it's an Instagram question from RSF underscore Graham. He asks, is there an obscure actor slash actress you'd like to see in a future MCU film? Paul Rudd wasn't an obvious choice for Ant-Man. So my call is Jason Bateman as Mr. Fantastic. Uh, Nikki, what do you got?
0: Oh, my God. No, don't
3: steal. Don't steal my answers, Nikki.
0: I know I only see. Oh, no, no, I see. <laughs> I, was, I was reading. The, I was actually reading the question. <laughs> this is one. I'm I, hiding my answers right now. This is when okay. I saw this question last night, and I've spent so much time oh. thinking about it, and I'm trying to, like, narrow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like the Jason Bateman route. It really depends if they go older or younger right, with those course. two characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about Michael C. Hall?
3: for Mr. Mr. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, it's an interesting
0: choice. I love him in Dexter yeah. and I like I like that sort of side of him where he's not Mr. Personality, mm-hmm. where he's a little bit more pulled back and I think that's I don't know this the comic book universe as well as you do, but mm. I think there is that, you know, rendition of him where he's he's not the John Krasinski that people are talking. You know, people right, are mentioning right. his name, but I'd like him to be a little bit darker.
3: That's a fair point. I, I, he's to me, in my opinion, uh, Reed is like a six foot two tall guy, hence why he's a la- you know uh, plastic man. I mean, not plastic man, but why he's like you know uh, can stretch and everything like that. Yeah. And when you see Michael C Hall, Michael C Hall is a little bit shorter than yeah. that, so it would be weird to see him. I think as Mister Fantastic, but it depends on how you round out the cast. Right. It could be an interesting way to go. And certainly on Dexter and on uh, Six Feet Under, he has shown incredible the range, uh, range yeah. as an actor and yeah. in multiple other projects as well. So it's not. Not a bad uh, and choice.
0: Sometimes I just I just like somebody that's not been. Not that I'm against John Krasinski's name being thrown in mm. there, but I'm just sometimes I like when Marvel has plucked people out of, yeah. you know that haven't worked in a while or haven't been you know so in the limelight. So then you're not associating the character with their celebrity so right. much. That's a good point. Yeah. So that Who was one of the mine. Oh my gosh! So Star Fox was another one. Oh, nice. and I think the obvious choice for me would be Alexander Skarsgard. <laughs> I mean,
3: obvious in how many ways in in
0: a thousand different (laughs) ways. But, yeah, I think, you know, first of all, he he has shown incredible range. But we also we know he can play douchebag better than anybody. (laughs)
3: Big little lies. Big little lies.
0: And he has that, you know, physical presence. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. That was another choice. Um, I want you to go to your. Okay,
3: all right. Um, my two or my three I had were uh, Moon Knight, Spider Woman, and Namor the Submariner. Uh, I love Anson Mount for Moon Knight. He has been. I didn't watch Hell on Wheels on AMC. It was one of those Western shows. It didn't really grab me in the first couple episodes, so I didn't keep watching it. As opposed to Godless, which is incredible. Um, but Anson Mount this season on Star Trek Discovery has been incredible, and I had no idea that I could see such an such a new way to see Captain Pike uh, from the star trek universe like anson mount portrays him so this idea of him stepping into moon knight who is a conflicted guy with a lot of different backstories and the connections and the the stuff he goes through i think anson mount could really plumb the depths of the complexity of that character emotionally to bring it out in a great way whether it be a netflix series or a mcu film it'd be fantastic to see moon knight with Spider Woman, I always go towards Emily Blunt. That's my default. Uh, I love her to pieces. And kind of on the side, if you want to go younger, I and mean, people might give me shit for this, but I love Alessandra Daddario. I oh, I, I have enjoyed her, her oh, in everything her. she's been in, even in something like yeah. Baywatch, which was not a good movie. She is believable. I have never not found Daddario believer believable from like True Detective to uh, to a Baywatch day. and No, even that terrible film she did with. Um, Kate Upton, she was good in it. The film is horrible, but she was good in it. So I think she'd be a great Spider Woman if you're going to skew young and yeah. have that universe open up that way. And for Submariner, I go Brian T., who I love, is a strong, strong, look, you know, faced and strong-looking Asian actor. And Pedro Pascal, if you wanted to maybe oh gosh, I dance around, got to, got to give some props to Latino. We both, the Latino I know, that, I
0: know that you love him.
3: Yeah, I do. Period. I,
0: I had somebody kind of random for Spider Woman. Okay. Jodie Comer. Have oh, you seen Killing Eve?
3: Yes. Jodie would be great. Oh my gosh.
0: I would love to choice. see her do Because, I mean, she can play anything. Yeah. And she is... Dunning, but she has a presence. Mm-hmm. I al- also had Alexandra Dario. Mm. And I, I know I'm going to b- butcher her name, but Anna De Ar- Armand? Oh, D-R- yeah, Diarmas. Yeah. Yeah. Diarmas. Yeah. yeah, I think she would be another great choice. She's another sort of mm-hmm. up and comer that I think would love to see more of. I so thought you were going Rami Malik.
3: No, no. Look, I, I love Rami to pieces, and I think what he did in Bohemian Rhapsody was incredible. Obviously, they gave him the Oscar for it, and of course, Mr. Robot, too. But I, they wanted someone unknown, and you or someone like not yet quite there. And right. since Rami's already won an Oscar, he's there. Where would so. you put
0: Rami in the MCU? Because I think he could do a lot of different things. I would love, I think if they're going to sign anybody up, mm-hmm. he should be their number one.
3: He would have he been yeah. a great Ant-Man. I would have loved to have seen yeah. him as Ant-Man. can't
0: Man. say that now. No, I know. You can't say that now. But I, I
3: don't know where I'd put him, but certainly somewhere in charge of a group of people. I hadn't had a chance to think about it, but it would be interesting to see his energy amongst the new... Whatever we're going to have after Endgame, yeah. amongst that new crew of Avengers, what energy he would bring to it. I don't know right. if he's... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You already have Chadwick Boseman. You already right. have Brie Larson and whoever's going to, and maybe Hemsworth, who are going to lead into this new Avengers, and Black Widow as well, I think. So you got to ask yourself, where would Rami fit in all those strong personalities? Yeah. Would he want to be part of it? I wonder.
0: I, I think he would. Yeah? I feel like he's that guy. I feel like he's... He's so, I think he's amenable. I mean, the fact that mm. he's doing a Bond film kind of tells True, me that as he's willing to go like a little more mainstream. He
3: could go DC yeah. and be submarine. Yeah, no, he That's could. possible. Yeah. He's got certainly the look and everything like yeah. that to play it. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Now, had it not been for Shazam, what about him for Mr. Fantastic?
3: <laughs> oh, who, Zachary Levi? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Zachary yeah. Levi would have yeah, been, been my number one Yeah, choice. absolutely. Yeah. He's so going. I yeah. can't wait to see Shazam. I, I want him to
0: him. just be in every film, <laughs> <laughs> so Just cast him in everything. <laughs> DC, Marvel, whatever. He's got great energy. Very
3: nice. What do we got next? What's our fourth
0: question? Fourth question. Sorry. Right.
3: Is it coming up? There you go.
0: Here we go. Okay. Clearly my first time. Okay. Um, at Rhino's Pappy. I want to know if he has a pet rhino. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. Um, he says, hey, here's my question. What classic movie that is supposed to be fantastic do you dislike and why? The Graduate was on TCM recently and I hated it. Oh, those <laughs> long camera shots. And Dustin Hoffman annoyed me. Hashtag horseman.
3: Yeah, there you go. Horseman? <laughs> right, right. Respect, rhinos. Um, I get your hatred of The Graduate. I would understand that. It's kind of a film of its time, so if you're not of a certain age, maybe you don't get it, but it does speak to this idea of the aimlessness of youth Coming out of college, where are you supposed to go? And I think that's happening even more so nowadays. Where do I fit? Jobs are shrinking. Where do I go that can give me some security? This whole That whole film was about exploring where he belongs. And then by the end, you wonder if what he did even was worth anything because that long shot of him and Catherine Ross in the back going, okay, we did this. And then... Oh crap, what do we do now? There's something she very so powerful in that message. The
0: first time I saw that movie, it was mm-hmm. so long ago, I didn't even, when I watched that scene, I took that moment, and I've seen it so many times since. Yeah. Because by the way, Rhino's Pappy, we cannot be friends. Because it is in <laughs> one of my top 10 movies of all lost, time. You're lost, Rhino, sorry. She's a great friend. It is one of my favorite all time movies. For all the reasons you said you hated it, which is great, which is why we love to argue about film. True. But it—I loved the shot make. I loved the mm-hmm. way he did those shots, and I loved—I uh, love. I mean, yeah. Hoffman's performance. I just love that deadpan and the Benjamin. But yeah. I mean, the whole thing to me is just pure magic. <laughs> but well, when the first time I saw that film, the ending—it didn't strike me as regret or doubt or oh. what are we doing. It kind of struck me more as, <sighs> uh, now we're just breathing, and yeah. now. Okay, we're just, and then I saw it again, and I saw complete doubt, and then I saw it again, and I saw a mix of the two, and Mm -hmm. then I saw it again, and I saw her jumping off the bus at the next stop. Like, it's just, every time you want, and that's the brilliance I hadn't
3: even thought of her jumping off the bus at the next stop. And just going, that's great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Second. <laughs> this was fun for a second, yeah, well, but I think I'm gonna go back to. Wait, the Wait, I'm gonna lose the, all this money.
2: Yeah, uh,
3: no,
0: no, no. No. <laughs> yeah.
3: all right. The next, uh, the, the two that I would throw in there to answer the question is Gone with the Wind. I absolutely hate Gone with the Wind. I cannot stand it. It's so Aww. boring. I love Clark Gable, but v- the Vivian Lee stuff just drives me insane. And at the end, the love of her life. Walks away and says, I don't give a damn. She cries for 30 seconds, walks up the stairs and goes, Tomorrow is another day. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Yes, it does. You have to get over people, you have to process the laws, and then you can move on. But you cannot just move on. It's ridiculous. I was like, no, no. It's not how it works. And the other one is Casablanca. I just, I don't like Casablanca because I don't like the fact that Humphrey Bogart is played for a fool by Ingrid Bergman's character, and then she gets upset at him when she comes back to Casablanca and he's there and she's with her husband who she had thought had died and he went off she went off and had this uh, love affair with Humphrey Bogart then left him in the rain in Paris alone and then she's upset that he's still upset about it because he never got closure I'm mad about that I so that makes that makes me not like the film as I'm much as I'm seeing a
0: pattern here Roka <laughs> females bye <bye-bye>. bye <laughs> you know I'm just saying don't
3: use us up is what I'm saying no no okay I can <laughs>
0: tell you. Yeah. And I think I might have said this before in another Collider show, oh, okay. but movie I hate more than any movie. And I don't use the word hate often, no, you but don't. I hate a Clockwork Orange. Oh wow. I despise okay. that movie on a level and I think it's pretty obvious. I, I'm not a huge I don't love violent films and okay. I don't love I like I can I can like dark, but it, it this is dark to a level mm-hmm. that I just and I think part of the reason why I had such an aversion to it is I saw it when I was really young and probably too young to have seen it. Okay. And someone like I think a babysitter or something had it on and I watched it and I think I was, you know, oh,
3: scarred. How could it not be traumatized? It by was it, a little
0: though. bit traumatizing. So mm-hmm. I think for that reason I don't love that one. I'm a huge Marilyn Monroe fan, but I did not like Some Like It Hot, which is the one that a lot of people love. What? I just didn't like. It. I didn't like the whole drag thing. I just didn't enjoy what? it. There's other wow. films of hers that I enjoy a lot more than that one. Okay. But I don't have like. There's not really a lot of classic films that I would say I yeah. really don't like.
3: It, well, the, the, something like that is interesting in going back in with 2019 Eyes, right? Because these guys dress up in drag to escape these the criminals, right. the mafia. But then they use that to like. Seduce Marilyn and like right. Tony Curtis is playing two different characters to yeah. try to get in. And it's like what Tootsie did a little bit, right? Yeah. With Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Um, I would throw Barry Lyndon in there. I hate Barry Lyndon to pieces. It's one of the most boring Stanley Kubrick movies <laughs> ever. <laughs> a 13, a three hour 18th century film starring Ryan O'Neill. No, thank you. At least um, I'm
0: not the only one that picked a Stanley Kubrick <laughs> film. <laughs>
3: That's true. People,
0: people will hate me for it. But uh, can I mention one that yeah, was like a recent one that sure. I actually didn't really care for? Is, um, Oh. Wolf of Wall Street. What? Yeah. I actually didn't really love that. Wow.
3: Movie. But again,
0: I think it was just like, for as a female watching it, uh-huh. I just found it really hard to watch. Even though I okay. love the performances, Margot Robbie, to me, that was her best performance mm-hmm. to date. Like, okay. Even more than I, Tanya, I thought she was... A st- Astonishing, mm-hmm. astonishing in that.
3: Certainly beautiful.
0: Definitely beautiful. What an announcement,
3: just, uh, yeah. of yourself as yeah. an actress. But did you, did you ever watch Pan Am?
0: Did you ever see her? No, Because She was saw that in show. this TV show before she broke as a film mm-hmm. actress. And I remember seeing her and going, "Gosh, if I could be a manager, if I could be a manager, I would snatch that girl because that girl is going to be a star. She was, she just." Sean yeah. in that. But yeah, I mean I loved I Tanya was a very different role, but yeah I didn't, I didn't okay. love well, it. I'm going to get a lot of hate
3: for that one. Hey everyone, this is John Rocha, the host of Collider Mailbag. Once again, Collider Mailbag is brought to you by DC Universe, the first all-DC platform for us DC fans. Join at DCUniverse.com to stream the original series, Doom Patrol, with new episodes dropping weekly. For those not familiar with Doom Patrol, they're one of the most beloved and bizarre superhero crews out there. With each member having suffered a previous horrific injury that now gives them unique superpowers they have united as a squad of super freaks to fight for a world that, ironically, wants nothing to do with them. The star-studded cast is led by Van Wade as Cyborg, Diane Guerrero as Crazy Jane, April Balby as Elastigirl, Alan Tudyk as Mr. Nobody, with Matt Bomber as Negative Man, and everyone's favorite Brendan, Brendan Fraser, as Robot Man. Enjoy Doom Patrol as well as other original series, thousands of added comics, animated films, and classic DC movies on the ultimate dc platform dc universe available on all your favorite devices join today and get a year's worth of dc content at DCUniverse.com. Right, let's go to our <laughs> last question here as so we're running out of time this is uh, from um at ben underscore cartwright 15 they write which actor slash actress do you see winning an oscar in the next three to five years for me, Margot Robbie, uh, Michael B. Jordan, and Tom Hardy. All right? Your, you, you're always... Uh, what are you trying to I'm just
0: say? reading the questions. I'm, I'm honestly not reading your answers. Did you give your answers in there? No, yeah, dude. How come mine are pages long and yours are like three words? <laughs>
3: well, because I'm long-winded. That's um, all I need is one cue.
0: I mean, agree on, I agree on all of those. Yeah. Really. I absolutely. think, you know, in three to five years, you know, I'm just sort of thinking about like what Margot has down the pipeline mm-hmm. with the Barbie thing and all that. So, right. I don't, you know, and I'm thinking of Tom Hardy, too. Like what does he have coming down the pipeline? It really depends on what choices they make because mm-hmm. a lot of those actors are going bigger, more mainstream films. And Michael B. Jordan, uh, I've known Michael B. Jordan for a long time, even before he was, you know, did Creed and all that. He mm-hmm. used to, I used to work at this other smaller outlet, and he used to do all these like little sort of teeny bopper movies oh, and wow. come in a lot. And I remember him coming in, and he was—you would never never have projected his career to go the way it has. Mm. And then I remember he came in for Fruitvale Station and was like, it was a different person. He was so laser focused. Like, he used to come in and goof around and just be like, you know, what's up? And just Mm -hmm. had sort of just was just enjoying life. And then all of a sudden he just locked in.
3: Sometimes when you lock in, that's, you know, you're just you you see what your career is. People get in touch with you. They talk to you. They go, look, this is all fine. The Zac Efron film you did was fine. But like, if you want Uh, real serious success, this is the route you need to take. And, you know, you can look at Denzel Washington. Denzel, even on St. Elsewhere, Denzel would not do certain things because he goes, a future film star wouldn't do those things. So there are certain things he didn't do back then on purpose because he had a vision for his career. And maybe... Some people stepped out and talked to Michael B. And were like, you need to do this, this, and this. And
0: yeah. And that said, and, and I'm just going mm-hmm. to say it. Like, I want him to go even deeper.
3: Oh, well, I'm sure there will like, be opportunities for him. Yeah,
0: I want yeah. him to do something that's just, you know, he's playing these sort of iconic type mm. of characters. I want to see him do something really, gr- like, super gritty or yeah. super against type. Or I just want to see him do something, like, really different. And just sort of see how much he can stretch himself. That's a good point. Yeah.
3: What else do you see? Do you see anybody else?
0: I mean, I think Saoirse Ronan is the Mm. is an obvious choice, but she's been. I mean, that's not really picking anything obscure because she's been nominated already more times at her age than any other actress. But I think one and Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But um, Adam Driver. Is one of my favorite actors. He right. is just—I think he and Timothy Chalamet have a similar energy okay. that they remind me of Leonardo DiCaprio when he started out. That they have this raw, natural talent that they can just exist on screen right. and be captivating, be utterly captivating. Okay. And I think Adam Driver—if you ever saw him on
3: Girls—yeah—he
0: was phenomenal. He's obviously great in Black Landsman.
3: See, uh, go see Patterson or Rent Patterson. If you haven't seen Patterson, it's on one of your streaming services. That that's a nice, quiet, incredibly solid performance from Adam Driver that you don't usually see in these yeah. other more high profile films, and really. that shows you his it, range. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah,
0: no, I, he's my choice, and I, I love. Okay. I just I find him really interesting. He's sort of counter counterintuitive of what a movie star is. Yeah, and yeah. At the, I saw him at the Critics' Choice, and he's just. He's just that person. You don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. Right. You don't know what he's thinking. He's yeah. just so unpredictable. And that's what I love seeing in an actor, that you don't know what's going to happen in the next moment.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I would throw in uh, Lakeith Stanfield. I think he's been fantastic in uh, a number of projects, certainly in sort to Bother You, which a lot of people like were in and out by that ending. I loved it. And I love him. And in Get Out, he's fantastic even in that kind of uh, uh, rom-com that's coming through Netflix, I want to see what he can do with that, with Gina Rodriguez and... Oh, I forget the other actresses, the two other actresses that are in there. Um, but I want to see what he can do with that. So whenever his name is mentioned for anything, I get excited because I think he's on the path.
0: I interviewed him at Comic-Con. He's a
3: very serious guy. He's, a,
0: he? he's an odd dude, yeah. which I kind of appreciate. Those are the ones that win. But he, yeah, so he came in and he was, um, he had like, I think he was kind of in costume. He had like kind of a net over half of his face. <laughs> and, and... I, he was in some sort of a character. And yeah. I tried, you know, you always try to make small talk before you interview somebody because sure. you're just trying to break the ice and get the feel for what they're like. And he was in a character and who did not bring character for <laughs> the whole interview. super awkward. I'm sure I was that host that's like trying, <laughs> trying all these different angles. And he was just, but yeah, I mean, it's, always, it's like the Christian Bale type. You know? Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, well, uh, Sorcerer Ronan was on my list. You said that's an obvious choice. I'm sure she'll get there too. Emily Blunt is another obvious choice I have. I would throw in Tiffany Haddish. I think though, oh yeah, I think Tiffany. I think Tiffany is going to find the right dramatic role. Interesting. Just like, kind of like, and, and I don't mean to make this comparison in a simple way, but like Whoopi did with Ghost. Like, she found that role, they gave her the Oscar boom. I think, as a comedian, I think Tiffany coming out as a comedian, she's already shown in Lego Movie too that she has an incredible singing voice. She's very good with, like, these dramatic moments or vulnerable moments in these comedies. And so I think she has, and, and her story of, you know, being homeless for so many years and living out of her car and all the kind of, like, that kind of is there inside you when you finally make it yeah. and can you access that in a role that allows you to show that we'll see. But I think she's one definitely so she to hasn't watch for an awesome.
0: Necessarily like if you look at her IMDB page, she has so many films coming down the pipe. Yeah, right? she, and does. she plays these smaller, you know, for the most part smaller roles. Right. Yeah. It would somebody would build. have to take a leap and you know. Yeah. But yeah, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> you know who I'd love to see? I'd love to see Chris Evans or Robert Pattinson cuz they're both oh, actors yeah. that I think have been could have been typecast so early on mm-hmm. and clearly want to do something more meaningful, and mm-hmm. I think Robert Pattinson's really proven himself in the last couple of films that he's done. And those are two actors that I would I would love to say, I don't know, three to five years necessarily, mm-hmm. but in the next, you know, ten, maybe ten year <laughs> range, <laughs> I can see it. Well,
3: I think it's possible with Pattinson yeah. absolutely because of what you said. I think a lot of people started considering him for Batman because of his most recent work yeah. and the directors he has worked with and what he's been able to bring out as an actor in those parts yeah. that sheds that Twilight stuff and moves, like Kristen Stewart has, completely shed that Twilight stuff yeah. and move on to these more serious uh, complex roles, and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there. All right, well, that's all the questions from you all. Thank you so much for joining us for this lovely Saturday on Collider Mail. I want to thank the great Nikki Novak for stopping by. Thank you, thank Nikki. Thank you
0: so much for having me. Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you and see all the stuff oh, you're doing? Um, at Fandango. I am a correspondent for Fandango and at Nikki Novak.
3: There you go. Follow her. She's a great follower. She has a lot of funny things to say, and you can watch her Instagram stories when she plays with her deers at her house. <laughs> all of that. A lot of fun, and of course, she's a great interviewer viewer <laughs> as well always gets the best out of those people she interviews it's fun to watch your stuff Thank you. Uh, you can always follow me at the roca says as well uh, on twitter and on instagram and look like i said next time we put call outs for these mailbag questions you can submit them on our social media instagram or twitter remember that hashtag collider mailbag so i can find them a lot easier or if you don't like social media you can email us mailbag at collider.com and i'll pour through them and pick out some of the best ones and have a great show like we had today so thanks so much we will see you next time enjoy your saturday take care